0: Hi, friends. Welcome to the St. Anne Parish Podcast, where we seek to bring people to Jesus, form disciples, and send them to transform the world. We hope you enjoy this episode. Which of the two sons are you? In our gospel reading today, we hear about Pauline two sons. One that calls the boat to serve, one says no but then he examines and he goes out to serve in the field, in the vineyard. The second one says, yes, of course I will help you. And then doesn't. And so my question is, which child are you? Now some of you might think to yourself, well, the historical background of this is that Jesus wanted to let in Gentiles, the people who um, originally said no to following God, but now are saying yes, and the Pharisees are the ones that said yes to God, God's chosen people, but aren't really following Jesus Christ now. So since I'm in church, since I'm following Jesus, I'm definitely the first child. And you're right. In fact, the gospel for the modern church, I think we are both sons. I think that if you are here, if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, if you are coming to mass and you are praying and you are seeking to learn about him and you are seeking to surround yourself by good and holy people, I think that you are that first son. We all have moments in our lives, we know this, that by our sin we lost the glory of God, every single one of us, and the wages of that sin was death, but the gift of God which we have accepted at varying stages and moments in our lives is eternal life. Jesus Christ's unmerited gift on the cross, many of us have accepted that, and we have changed our lives accordingly. So you are that first son, But I think as we look to be disciples of Jesus, there is not just a conversion to believing that Christ is our Savior and Lord, which is the first movement from sin to obedience and life and holiness in Christ. There is also another step in our conversion. There is a conversion to be more like Christ to his church, to his mission, that he does actually call you individually, not this amorphous blob of you, St. Anne's, but you specifically he calls into the vineyard. And I think that's where we kind of have a stutter step, right, we hesitate. We have the conversion of the initial son, but then we live our lives too often like the second son, where we say, yes, I will serve you, Lord, and then when we leave those doors, we're like everybody else. At the end of every Mass in the the Latin, it is ita misa est. Go, therefore, you are sent. Misa, like missile sent out into the world for a purpose and a direction. Do we believe that at the end of every mass that we have been strengthened and given life by the Eucharist for a purpose? And are we going out and serving in the vineyard? Every single mass, we say, yes, Lord, I am going to go serve. Ita est. Let's go. But then do we? This is... As a church at St. Anne's, we each year pick a strategic goal of what we're going to be focusing on. And this year we're focusing on evangelization, using the strength that we receive here in the Eucharist and actually putting into practice that spiritual life that the Lord has given us to be like Him, because we have to. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20, He tells us to make disciples. That's the mission. In James, in the epistle of St. James, chapter 1, verse 22, he says, Don't just be hearers of the word, you must be doers of the word. Not just hearers, but doers. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 21, Jesus says to people who think that they're following him, he says, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. We have to have both of those conversions, a conversion of our life and faith and getting rid of sin and choosing life in Christ, but also being obedient to him and his mission. So how can we do this? I wanna get a little practical today. There are three things that we can do, I think, in our movement to growing and to flexing the muscle of evangelization. The first thing, if if you are scared of evangelizing, if you're like, man, that makes me feel so uncomfortable, to think about going out into the vineyard. The first thing I want you to do is just to start to talk about Jesus and the Catholic Church and your relationship with Jesus and the Catholic Church outside of these four walls. Look for opportunities and times throughout this week to be able to talk about Jesus. You don't have to be in charge of apologetics. You don't have to know every answer in scripture. I don't want you to necessarily look up, why do you Catholics uh, worship uh, Jesus in the Eucharist? You don't need to know that the answer is John chapter six, right? Um, (laughs) All I want you to do is to talk about Jesus. On Monday or Tuesday when someone asks, what did you do over the weekend? I want you to say, man, I went to church and I hung out in the courtyard afterwards and they have donuts and it was wonderful. And Jesus uh, said this perhaps in the scriptures, man, wouldn't that be great? And it helped me. If we shared that, something like that is a wonderful first step. The second step, if you're comfortable with that, perhaps invite somebody to something. A friend, a coworker, a family member. We give all kinds of fantastic opportunities. This past Friday, we did a children's prayer time in front of the blessed sacrament. And man, there were some families that I had never seen before. And we had like 150 children sitting before our Lord in the blessed sacrament, raising and singing their little voices out to him. And their parents in the back, it was beautiful. We do events like that all the time. We have our Alpha program, which allows people to ask the bigger questions in life. What is the meaning of life? Is there a God? Does he have a plan for me? It's right over there in the CC Hall. This Thursday, 7 p.m., we feed people a good meal. So easy to invite someone to a good meal and to have a good conversation, but do we? Invite somebody on October the 4th, feast day of St. Francis. We're gonna have blessing of animals. Man, our culture loves animals, right? You can ask your neighbor, hey, we're gonna have blessings of the animals. Do you wanna come with me and bring little Fluffy? Yes, this is the opportunity. And then third, this, I know you're gonna think this is the advanced stage. Um, this is just the ordinary stage. That's how I want us to think about this. I want you to pray with people. I was with you till then. I was with you on step one, step two, yes. Step three, maybe not. We'll practice step one and two, and maybe the Holy Spirit, if you ask him, um, is going to bring someone to your heart. And you're probably going to chicken out the first time, but next time, uh, we'll be ready for it. I want you not just to pray for people, I want us to start praying with people. Not just for, but with. Someone comes up to you and they say, man, I'm having a rough week. My relationship with my wife isn't going great, or someone in my family just got a difficult diagnosis medically. And I think many of us are okay with saying, oh, I'll pray for that. But here's the the jujitsu move that I want everyone to start to work on, right? (laughs) I want you to start off by saying, man, can I pray for you for that later? And if they say yes, then you ask the second question Would it be okay if we prayed right now? Whew. And they might say no, but they might say yes. Whoa. And then you're leading them towards the Lord who can heal, who can satisfy, who can strengthen. And so here's a quick, easy way I call it my ARC prayer. It's an acronym. The first thing is A, you acknowledge God. Pick your favorite title for God. God our Father, Jesus my Lord, Lion of Judah, Prince of Peace, any title for God, acknowledge God. Then R, you relate the request. Help this person who received a difficult medical diagnosis. And then you close. (laughs) I just close with an Our Father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know the rest of it. You acknowledge God, God our Father. This person is struggling in their marriage. Please be with them as we pray. Our Father who art in heaven, 15 seconds of your life, 15 seconds of being uncomfortable but it might change their life forever. Which son are you? We're both. We've had our initial conversion, but sometimes we struggle to go into the vineyard. We say yes at mass, but in the world we say no. Matthew 10.10 says, without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. And then jesus tells them take no money take no second tunic why because he wants them to feel uncomfortable so if you feel uncomfortable in this amen that means that you have to rely upon the lord but we are going out into the vineyard ita misa est The St. Anne vision is to bring people to Jesus, form disciples, and send them to transform the world. To learn more about St. Anne, go to stanneparish.org. God bless.